Hey guys, it's the Mixed by Mark Mozart podcast and I have a round of really cool guests here. My colleague Toby from Berlin and David, the legendary intern. And David brought an interesting topic to the table today. And um, so I'll, I'll pass the torch over to David. No, thank you. Thank you very much. Welcome to uh, today, uh, because we're talking about something I think that um, no matter where you are in life, whether you're just starting out like Meech, or you're further along and have seen pretty much everything like I have. Yeah, life coach, 23-year-old <laughs> life coach, yes. David. If you want a personal life coaching, I'll tell you everything I know, which is not a lot. Um, and that's like the whole topic around time versus money. And that has come up, I think, in um, both our company mm -hmm. uh, life, our daily practices mm -hmm. here in the company uh, a lot lately. And I think in, in everybody's personal life as well. So I just wanted to... Um, why, have, why do I think of Toby when you bring that up? Yeah, why do you think of me, Mark? Yeah, why do you think of him? Let's go into that. Yeah, why? why? Well, Toby, Time or money? <laughs> <laughs> between, there's four of us in the room. Uh, there's one guy who won't talk today. That's Meech. He's behind the camera and operating the gear. <laughs> and Meech and Toby, those two have seen the corporate world. So yeah. I think Meech, Meech could tell us world, a little yeah. bit about time versus money because he uh, used to work for big companies as an IT consultant, which I think involves solving problems in in a short time and getting paid. <laughs> yeah, right? but, but do you think that's only in the corporate world? Because we also have a limited amount of time. On our hands, and we also have to fix the average musician things. takes forever to get something done, and therefore makes no money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it takes as exactly. long as it takes, and uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, if it takes exactly. two years, yeah. So, which is yeah, okay. Yeah, ahead. which is which is what I've been thinking about a lot because um, when I see an average uh, production session in Pro Tools, Logic, or whatever. I can see that people people took way too much time to put the whole thing together, and even in areas where they should have just used a template <laughs> and be done, <laughs> be done uh, a lot a lot quicker. Really, it comes up all the time in in production. And we had a recent German podcast where we talked about being organ organized in your workflow. And for me, I think uh, music is all about even mixing. Is all about creativity. When you mix, you don't create. When you master, you don't create. But what you want to have is a really quick translation between what you hear and what you're actually doing. And then, you know, which leads me to another post we posted today. When the fucking studio takes half an hour to find the fucking aux cable so yep. you can connect your laptop, then uh, you're so pissed off that you rather work from your bedroom studio, right? Yeah, pretty by, much. By the way, we're doing pretty good with the aux cables here. Yeah, so if you want to <laughs> plug in your laptop into an aux cable, yeah, yeah. let us know. Slide into the DMs. So I got a couple uh, of questions prepared, but yep. if we want to, you know, freestyle, just take it, freestyle. take no, it to I'm another a, place. Yeah, um, yeah, that's do, cool. do your thing, David. Um, I just have, like I said, a couple of things prepared, and the first thing is: so when you're just starting out, you're young, you usually have more time than later in life when you have family and you have to take care of kids and stuff, I think. 
you you know what I mean. And um, so, what do you do if you have um, an ambition and you don't have a lot of um, monetary resources? Let's put it that way. But you do have time. Where do you start? Work for free. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's, That's the point. Inter- I mean, this is like what you can you trade your time, uh, which you have plenty of, for for knowledge, right? Which then might turn into money later. But by, by the way, for the podcast listeners, Toby is speaking. So this is Toby. That's me. So that you can tell the voices apart. Yeah. This is Mark. And that's David, the intern. That's very good. Yeah. So yeah, that would be my my suggestion. I see the I see the most impatience in people. 18, 19, 20. That's one problem. Uh, uh, what, what do you mean by impatience? Impatience. Now? They want to get, they have a dream or something and mm-hmm. they want to get there like now. So Yesterday. They, <laughs> so they're on fire, which is nice. They have right? plenty of time. They, the skills are, maybe the talent is there, but mm. the experience they lack still. Mm. So, and to get things done quickly, you need a lot of experience. You I do think. need experience, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, like, do young people have that much of like available time? I mean, like, what? Well, uh, yes. Yes, I would say yes. Compared to, let's say, yeah. a family father with uh, kids and and mm. yeah, sure, yes, real they responsibilities. Do. Real responsibilities. Yeah, uh, because th- I I think that. Um, but dude, um, if you're young and you gotta get school going and maybe find a uh, you know maybe you need to find a place where you can work and whatnot, this is you know this is a a task that is equal should be equal to to the skills you have and that will consume a lot of time from our perspective it, it does not maybe but you know from a younger person's perspective of course yeah yeah i i think when you're in the moment you always think you don't have enough time so when you're 13 and you're in school you, don't you also time. think you don't you, you don't, don't have a lot you of time because you have to go to fucking school which right. is so useless <laughs> and, and just, from your perspective and just and from imagine the moment when you realize that it won't get any better Right after school, you start yeah. working, and yeah. you have your maybe 40, 40 hours a week. Um, there you well, go. There, there, <laughs> there we are. Uh-huh. There we are. Right in the money topic. I think having kids is a complete. And that's where it all ties in. So I, I wanted to put those topics. Together. Yeah, yeah, having yeah. kids is You're a so di- smart. having kids is a different thing, because they need some of your time and a lot of your money. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> Yeah. So let's take that out of the equation because that's mm-hmm. a different story. And I would hope that m- most people who have kids, they are really ready to take the responsibility. That would be just nice. That would be the idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not too much responsibility, but that's another topic. Um, but other than that, what do you need money for? You know, the problem I think is that. You know, I don't know. Well, let me just jump in. Yeah. Uh, it is what does work mean to you? Look at us. I mean, we work way beyond 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. But is that work? Yes, we do create and therefore turn ideas into reality. Yes, that is work. But does it feel like work? No. So, um, so we do work, yes, also for the money, but also because it's our passion. Then again, you have people that don't care about 
they don't combine that passion with the the daily work for them yep. work is just um, um, a, a tool to, to, an to translate that available the power you have you can mm. give into money and then they separate work from you know their spare time everything that they like right yep. so and you see it everywhere they celebrate when they can go home they celebrate right. the weekend is coming up finally hate the monday right and they hate you get, and you get headaches on sunday evening yeah. oh, wonderful right yeah, so it's great so I think I think it, it, it's it's a very what is uh, work right yeah yeah sure it, it's a um, very personal topic and I, I don't think there's a right answer it, or it, it needs to there be there is a right answer <laughs> no there's <laughs> my not my answer no, no it, it everybody of course needs to find their own own way or own truth however you want to put it but True. I think it's a very interesting conversation it is um, around so the topic is. so Okay, so you just, you know, you started out, you, you do have some time. Let me just add like sure, yeah. uh, right. hashtags like work-life balance, a topic that used to be quite like uh, on vogue like maybe 10 years ago. Um, do you want to separate work do you, from life? Do you want to join, combine that? All this kind of questions. So, yeah, after very you. interesting, very interesting uh, Thank points you. from from Toby right here. He's no, so smart. So smart. He, he he went to university, so you know. and so did he. What else can you expect from the Nothing. academics in here? Uh, let's go to the next question. <laughs> okay, so when you don't have a lot of money, but you do have a lot of time, there's you know the thing you can trade your time for money. Mm-hmm. It's not a whole lot of choices you have, but. Let's say, okay, once there's some money coming in and um, time gets more important to you. More valuable. Yeah, more valuable. Than money. When and how do you decide, okay, I'm going to spend uh, or I'm going to trade some of my money to gain some extra time? Because every single one of us pays for stuff that saves them time. Mm-hmm. We go out to eat because it's quicker than when we cook at mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. for two hours every day so when or let me frame that differently when did that switch for you where you were like okay i have some money i'm gonna trade some of the money i have for more time Hmm. as soon as money was available right it is a very personal question because yeah, all of this is very very personal because uh, i mean ask yourself in general, when do you buy something at all? Maybe, uh, a, like, um, you know, um, a cable or a, a slice of bread. When do you buy a slice of bread? Basically, you buy a slice of bread when you feel that what you give away is worth less than what you get, right? So um, you're 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 willing to 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 pay a dollar for some bread, right? Because that dollar you give away is less painful to give away because your hunger is more painful, right? The hunger is more painful. Mm. The way I think about it mm? is, um, I never spend money; I only invest money. Mm-hmm. So, for example, <laughs> well, <laughs> I bought a, I bought a, I bought a fancy fancy bed from. Casper, the mattress Casper, company yeah. in America. Please sponsor us. Yep. Please sponsor everybody. And I did that as an investment for my back because mm-hmm. I had a car accident two years ago and like the bed I was sleeping in before got me uh, trouble. So I said, okay, I don't like it and it's 
relatively expensive mm -hmm. compared to what I'm spending on stuff like this. Uh, but it's a good investment. Investment. And I'm married, so I'm helping my wife's health as well. <laughs> so uh, this is, uh, I think, uh, I think when I spend the little money I have, then I always look at it as an investment. So what does it do for me? And does it help me? Does uh, how it do you benefit, basically? How What's do your benefit? Does it bring the money back or double it or something? This is how I how I look also at a smartphone or or a mm. Mac computer yeah. or something. Yeah, it's especially the Apple stuff. It's a painful process mm. to go into the shop and pay for an eight-core mm. laptop. Um, but... Yeah, like you know, in the long a, run, there's less pain in the long run when my project still plays <laughs> or your keyboard works. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, um, most as far as I've seen it, Mike's my lifelong experience, <laughs> Toby, uh, life coach, by the way. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is um, a lot of people like go for the cheapest product, but uh, you buy cheap, you buy twice, and that really is the case sometimes so you really might you need to consider why not giving a little bit spending a little bit more because you will forget about was it like two thousand dollars or two thousand three hundred because that delta of three hundred that makes you go for the cheaper version of whatever mm. um After a year, eventually I do maybe that three hundred would have made the difference between you can still work with a computer or you can't because it's has slowed down or something is mm. broken and you will get angry but you will have forgotten that you saved 300 think it like think about it like yeah. you saved 300 and what you got is trouble but I, i can also tell you that when you absolutely don't have money right. you develop the skill to do it without anything yeah. right. and when i remember the mid 80s or something um I, I started developing my production skills with ab absolute minimal equipment. I had a four-track tape recorder, which was the most cassette Tascam tape recorder, with, mm. which was the for, my, for me a ridiculous piece, which cost me 1,600 German marks, like probably 1,000 euros today or something. Uh, And then I had a little Casio sampler, which um, you could sample like one second and you couldn't save yeah. the sample. So you have to sample the sample again when you mm. wanted to use the sound. So I had on my cassette recorder, I had memory marks from the cassette where I knew, okay, here's the piano tone. Mm. Every time I needed a piano, I needed to sample the tone from the piano. And then play everything you wanted to play. Put it in a sample, then play the piano and then go on with whatever sound and it all had to fit on four track tape and this kind of organizing yourself and uh, you know i had i had friends who had like rich parents and mm. they had all the gear you could ever want yep. and they were like shit your stuff sounds so good why and because you have to focus due to the limitation and limitations can mm. be Lim great in limitation art. is awesome yes. Yes. Uh, um Let me just yeah. name drop that Brian Eno like like yep. came up absolutely with that idea of no he did Isn't not come Brian, up with it. Brian the, Eno the guy who also has these has these cards yes, with yes. with tricks yeah. for the creatives. Yeah, What's right. it called? Don't know. To be you honest, need to find out because that's really clever. So, if somebody knows you can 
obviously yeah, Ryan Eno, creative something. Yeah. Yeah. Google that and you'll find he has yeah. a stack of cards with cards. little tricks for the creative. Right. And he's a, quite a genius. I'm not too familiar with the details, but he's pretty good. Me neither, but like, and he did not came up with the idea of yeah limitation being like a source of inspiration but mm. he made it at least to my mind more popular and what you describe is what what me you of course not but i lack due to all the possibilities we have nowadays with our daws mm. with uh, i never it is so hard for me to finish a fucking track right mm. but you were forced to finish one so it, of course it was hard but look where i got you so well but then um I, I actually also have that problem where it's easy for me to start something, mm -hmm. which I think a lot of people struggle with, that where to start. That's that's not a problem for me at all. But um, I lose interest and um, things get boring to me really quickly. Mm -hmm. So before I even finish the track, it's already so boring that I don't yeah. want to finish it anymore. Mm -hmm. But what I found out, um, what helped is I would give myself projects together with other people where somebody depended on me finishing something. Right, so mm -hmm. you put yourself under pressure. Yeah, so right. I, 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 I put that pressure out there, or I announced something over and over and over again on on the internet, I'm going to mm. release it that day, I'm going to release it that day, oh, yeah. I'm going to release it that day. Um, and then so you got to deliver on that, right? Yeah, so I, that, I, had, I had to deliver on that. I had a phase when I went to school, uh, when I was 16 or 17, I had a phase where I, where I promised myself I would... Um, write a complete song before I go to school in the morning. And That's you, a great challenge. You, you made did, it? Yeah, I still have them somewhere on the cassette, Can, can, can cassette we listen tips. to them? Sometime soon? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. That would be nice. Definitely. We're so, but, but, you know, like... Um, yeah. Not sure if they were any good from today's perspective. It doesn't but matter. It, it doesn't it's matter. A, it's just, a, it's right. just you give yourself, you set a goal and... Just doing it yeah. is... And set yourself the limitation. I spend. Also, I will spend a day on that track. Mm. Amen. Right. So yeah, and I think that again, I want to tie it into the the topic of money because they're they're so closely related. Is when okay, you start out. Um, in our case, most of the time as a musician, producer, singer, whatever it might be, mixer. Um. When, when you start out doing it as a hobby, you have a lot of time, you put a lot of time and effort into it, and you don't make anything back. Um, how could you make that transition from, okay, I'm going to actually ask people to give me money for for the service? Because I think that's that's where a lot of people are. They're like, okay, I'm, you know, pretty good at this. Not, I'm, you know, haven't mastered it or anything, but... Can I charge money for it? Will people give me money for it? Is it worth what I'm charging? Well, I think that whole conversation. At, at one point, your stuff's good enough. I'm not saying it's really good, but at one point, the stuff is good enough so you can approach people. Mm -hmm. And depending on how convincing you are as a personality, you will get somebody to use your song track in whatever capacity. But the interesting point comes once you did the first deal and there's more demand because beforehand you took two months for a complete song or production composition whatever and now somebody says publisher music publisher you have a i mean you have a bunch of good songs maybe you know i, I was there i had three good songs in german me singing back in the day 
And then you meet a music publisher and they're like, yeah, let's do a deal. And all of a sudden you have to deliver like 50 a year or something. Hmm. And then it's like, oh shit, oh. let's do the math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot One more than... Week, right? And then you have to speed up. And especially if you out of nothing have a, have a chart hit or s some kind of success and there's more demand and you're like, shit, now I can make all this money because there's all this demand. You will quickly find out you're not up to the task yet because you can do it. But, but I mean, in, in real terms, somebody uh, gives you a deadline, you will you will get it done by the deadline because that's the actual thing that makes you start thinking. And then you you cut some corners and hopefully the quality is not the corner you cut, but it's like you stop doing some bullshit that was useless before, you know. Like, let, let me repeat. So did I get your question right? It is about when do you can you start charging money for a service that you... I think I think the when question is, is difficult for, for people to answer, but... I would say if if you've made the decision, hey, I want to mm. start making money with the thing that yes. I spend so much time on. Yes. How do you go about it? Ooh, you could look at it from the perspective of, of what are your costs. Um, but then you simply uh, ignore the fact what the market would be able or willing to pay. Well, it's more difficult hand. today because you can put any track on Spotify and <coughs> make... <coughs> 50 cents for a couple streams in the next two years or <laughs> something. <laughs> Hell but yeah. back in the days when there was only the middleman structure, you couldn't just release a song. You had to go through a record label. And if you got them interested in something and you said, hey, yeah, but I want an advance on the income or something, and they would then offer something, that would be the point to find out that you're good enough or you're a good enough seller, you know. Either your track is really good. Or you got to sell it. Or you are you a good seller. Like if seller, it was good. You know, <laughs> I used to invite people. I was a DJ in a club and I used to invite people to the club and I said, hey, I'm not telling you people dance to this. You just come to the club and watch them dance to the fucking track. And then that's what they did. And it was like, hey, it's so that really... was like your selling point. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the fucking track throws the party. When, when he puts it on, they jump on the dance floor. Nothing can go wrong, and this is. But I put it to the test myself. That's one way. Yeah, do a track, play it some random people, not just your mother. Mm -hmm. Your mother is not your best judge. <laughs> to put it that mm, way. No. Yep. But uh, like, still, uh, ask me again, please. The question, like, when do you know? When well, do you know? One when, and then when you think you know, how do you go about it? When do you like, know? Like when, like when you said, okay, yeah. so you, you might be undercharging for what the market offers. How do you mm -hmm. find out what the market offers you? You gotta go out. You gotta start with with a number. Uh, uh, like I said, maybe you approach it from. I'm I'm not talking about music. I'm talking about like how to start like business wise in general now, yeah, right? Sure. Um, I mean, like I said, look at your costs. So what do you have to charge in order to cover your costs and add something that is. What, what's yours? Profit. Then, right? Your like, yeah. profit, yeah, right. Um, on the other hand, well, go out and see what happens. And um, I, I would, my suggestion would be um, aim a bit higher than too low because once once you're out there and your prices are too low, but you got customers, 
well, people uh, won't be happy when you charge more next time because you then find out that you're undercharged, right? Hmm? I would go a different place because um, to be really worth something for the market, you have to be at a certain level of skill and quality. Oh, yeah, I didn't talk about skills and quality, right? Um, if the quality is not there, it's going to be tough I, to... I assume there money. is quality right now. And if, if not... Yeah, sure. Customers will tell you, and then you can lower your prices. But that won't—that's not good for you because you make shit quality. So <laughs> I would do what David did. Applied as an intern. Applied as an intern, and because he—he's a musician. He is actually, but we did the internship. He didn't make about the musicianship. And no, it would have been, I wouldn't, I wasn't looking to hire a musician. So the intern was about content and stuff. I know, I started out as an intern as well, Mark. That's true. And um, I think uh, if you're in an environment where you can do stuff, you mm -hmm. know, David's got himself a pretty sweet deal because he can use this studio yep. oh boy. while I'm with my family. Right. He doesn't pay for it. Right. He even gets paid <laughs> yep. to hang out here. Right. And well, I also work. You do once in a while. So you do. You do some. Uh, he gives some. He does some. Up. He does some quality work, but it's we're, some, get, we're coming. No, you, just, no, we're you, coming back to the point. You have plenty. You have plenty of time. Yeah. And this is because you do an eight-hour, ten-hour social media work day. Mm. And then everybody goes home, but you stay here, and then you do your eight-hour music work day, right? And yeah. which we even don't. You're very committed. You are, which yeah. we don't even might not know about how long you work in the studio. I don't care. I'm, hap <laughs> yeah. I'm happy someone is here, so that when the burglars come in, you beat them up. You know. <laughs> oh, I will run. You're yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I can't. I can't check on you all the time from Berlin. So. Uh, you have to install Aww. a camera to watch Oh, it. this is what we'll do, a live stream, 24-7 <laughs> live stream. Oh, Aww. is that what you guys want to see out there? <laughs> this is where the magic mm. happens. Mm. Mm. That's a good how idea How David content. the intern became David the billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And there we are right back at the topic of money. Right. Money time. So, yeah. Right. And I had another Next brilliant one. question yep. written over here. Hold on a yeah. second. Can't remember. So brilliant. Um... Okay, so once you got that uh, business started, you often hear, oh man, or I don't know how about often, but... Very often, uh, I'm quite sure. Even in my own family, it, it, I've heard stuff like, man, I, I have so much to do. I have more customers than I can handle. Mm. Or more people ask me for services mm -hmm. than I can handle. Mm. Congrats, first of all. If that's the case, raise the price, I would say. That uh, would be, that, uh, would be the that would be like <laughs> a very, a very market-like reaction. If you still right? have customers, then that's yeah. a sign for quality, I would say. Or you, you increase manpower. I mean... Isn't that, isn't that kind of what you did? I thought always in terms of... I, over, I always overstaffed in hope that the thing would grow. <laughs> But sometimes then you overstaff and it's not growing. <laughs> then then you have to let go of some See, people. This is why I usually go for understaffing and make the people work harder for the money. <laughs> different styles right here. Two different, different styles. But, yeah, but, and this but, is why Toby is very valuable for this company. Because <laughs> I make us all work more than we actually should do. <laughs> well, 
No, but this is how <laughs> at least he's I'm, trying. I mean, look at uh, look at your day job. I mean, uh, like not, not most of the people think uh, the company always asks for more than just your nine to five job, unless you work in some sort of German authority, right, or any kind of authority. Um, and 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 that true? I mean, any any kind of startup, they 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 will they will squeeze you till you're over. This is just reality. Okay, so um, we have a comment here Ooh. that is very much connected to the topic. So thank you, thank you, John. Thanks, thanks for actually listening. Wow. <laughs> I'm not certain a musician can adequately charge for time, unlike engineers. He's of course not talking about audio engineers. <laughs> He's talking about mechanical engineers, yeah, pro sure. proper engineers who can fix cars and shit. <laughs> and you, you very well know that if you get you want to get your car fixed, you pay the price. And Especially with certain kind of companies, yeah. Actually, I've lots of time paid f to get the car fixed, but they they got the money and didn't fix the car properly. So, but that's another topic. Um, a musician, nobody oh. wants to pay. Oh. Uh, if you if you play an instrument in the orchestra, that's when you get paid for the time. But of course, you have to properly play the oboe the clarinet or the tr trumpet or whatever yeah and, and you have trained oboe. like for ten thousand hours <laughs> yeah that's that probably but, more but you do as a as a musician in an orchestra you do get paid for the time you do actually here's the thing um it was john right john yeah yeah um all right you could you could maybe ask yourself like i i said it like you could look at your costs, but this is very, very, very dry way of approaching things. Well, also because let me just jump in here because you you say you should look at your cost. And I think that's easier when you have a product, for example, that you sell. Oh uh, well, add up, yeah. Well, yes. But, but when you offer your your time, then again, we're we're at the point of how do you put a price on your own time? Uh, well, uh, I think David got no, the, no, guys, has the really guys. yeah, Toby. Guys, guys, <laughs> <laughs> easy. Forget about the costs and whatnot. Look at what value you create for the customer, for your customer, and simply explain to your customer: Look, I um I, I will compose uh, a track for you. You will then you, tell me how you're going to use it. Well, you're going to use it for advertisement. Yada yada yada. You're going to sell more products. You, so you, you will you my the creative output will generate value for you and i want to participate from that in a in a good manner and this is another way of looking at how much do you want to charge by looking at what value you create for your customer forget about the costs look at what value you get um amen not to you i think if there's when when what you do gives you a chance to package it as a product then it's always good idea a good idea to package your service as a product because what do you mean with, with packaging rather than saying my time costs x amount an hour mm. you know um i mean there's some mixing or mastering engineers who charge by the hour but a client who gets something mixed or mastered he rather wants to have all included price like what does it cost me because how long i take is my problem you know i know that some 
top people are able to charge by the hour. And then they get hired by people who don't care because they have the money, it's in the production budget or something. But if you have a chance to package your product, it's that can help a lot. Also, you want you want to have happy clients. And to be honest, uh, if you charge by the hour, that puts pressure uh, on both sides, you and the client side, because the client wants you to finish as soon as possible because you don't want a second hour to start, right? And you also want to get done within that period because uh, otherwise it's more work than you thought about. So I would go the way you think and and not I mean also it's a creative task right you can't always there will be a second um, how do you put that in English like uh, there will be a, a second uh, time for request can you rework it and rework it and even if you limit that okay you can't have a ten, revision you mean yeah like a revision yeah. you can't there's a limit of revisions right but um, at the same time oh, yeah. expect yeah. revisions I what you mean, yeah. and simply make sure you have a happy client and just you know that's the most important thing that's However, so important it, and if it's your first gig make sure to make the client happy right no matter what it takes no matter, to and even if it takes you 10 times 10 times more than the time to you make it prof charge. profitable you know yeah. so this is how I looked at it and we had an interesting discussion we often have these discussions on the timeline about how many takes to takes do you record with an artist in the yeah. studio <laughs> we had a post i think today on on, on the english channel so it's, it's, some, it it's a fun thing i said yesterday and then you turned it into a post because like <coughs> you do however fucking takes uh, you need to get the quality you know and and what people don't understand and in the comments we get a lot of people ah oh, if the artist doesn't have it by the third take i sent them home hey we're talking about major label situations where you have the gig to deliver the proper production you're the producer you have the responsibility to deliver the highest quality product you can deliver and in the cases where i talked about doing many 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 takes were cases where the money was really good and um, even if it wasn't if you're a beginner um it's your you have to deliver quality you know and then yeah. um i'm also not a fan of putting people down because they can't deliver I, there's another aspect to the whole thing and i, I go into a different direction here now no, from the topic but the other thing is when you do three takes with an artist even if the takes are amazing you don't know whether you done the best you could do. So my theory always was, let's do as many takes as I can get until the quality of the takes drops. Mm. And because you have a curve, you don't, you never get the best take. The first take isn't is never the best take. And there's also the aspect that as a producer, you have a certain way you want it performed. So it's good to give feedback and to kind of work with the artist work with the artists that. and then you have to strive to get this climax in quality and expression mm -hmm. and everything and, and then it's going to drop right? it drops and as soon that's that was my technique as soon as it started dropping okay that's it then you know okay they're over the over the peak over the peak and that's yeah. it so just another idea but mm. it has a lot to do with that because i I didn't make my own life easy with doing 50 takes with an artist, but 
Don't forget, when you're in the vocal comping process, you have 50 options. And if you have three takes, you have three options. And yes, it does mean listening to all those recordings, but you hey, better you, do. You either enjoy it or you don't. And, and that's where it goes back to how did what was the, the, quote was the copy? Uh, you never loved. I, I think if you don't you, take like fifty, yeah, you don't. You you've never loved music if you don't do fifty takes. Yeah, I right. stole that. It's a it's a very popular term. You did in, steal that in, in football, proper football here in Germany, where you know if if fans sometimes have to saying, well, he never he he never loved loved football or he never loved the club or something. So it's something I've took from yeah. football, but I think it's right. You know, if you're not especially as a producer but it's the same as a, as a songwriter you know how do you know that the first chorus you come up with is the best chorus and will be the hit chorus try some options try try some alternatives yeah but at the same time don't go overboard because then we end up where we just started uh, that's you a, a you big never part. know when you're done because that's you have to a make big the part decision of the art that's a big part of the art the big part of the art is knowing when you're done or good enough because I good because enough. I think sometimes you always <coughs> have the, or at least I sometimes have the feeling that I'm never done with a task or a song mm. or a video or whatever but sometimes you just have to say you know what this is good enough that like is for, for if, if a job I'm doing on Fiverr which I'm I'm doing sometimes or if it's a video I'm making for TikTok yeah. for the company whatever at some point you have to say maybe it could be better sure but it's good enough the way it is right now. They're good. Yeah, true. Right. There's also the aspect of, and I, I keep saying this, of why why do you have Lennon McCartney and um, and uh, Jagger Richards? Why is it, is it two guys a lot of times? And even, even in hip-hop production teams, it's a lot of times it's two guys. And there's a reason, mm -hmm. because you can do something and you can do it to a point where you're, Don't know whether it's good, but you yep. got the other guy who m may just come into the studio when you've With worked on that beat for eight hours and he comes in and says, you, that's dope and that's shit and let's do this and le let me <laughs> do a hook on this one. So mm -hmm. having another person in the room, having a team of two guys is always a good idea rather mm -hmm. than being on your own all, the, all of the time. time. Yeah. Let me just drop the, uh, that. This is why we offer mixed feedback, right? Just um, yeah, it's a similar thing when you know when you're and mixers are not teams usually. It's one guy, but this is why I recommend everybody who's mixing. You know, you ha you can't mix mix for mix for four days the same track. You know. You can, but you get like you can, but you irritated. You don't I mean, listen like, to the thing like a consumer does. You either fall in love and then you don't let go of things that you sh should let go of, yeah. right? Uh, or you go crazy. Or you learn how to, I think as a professional, there's this aspect that you can learn to, to still judge something objectively after listening to it 800 times. But that's but that yeah. also comes with a lot of experience. Yes, yes. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we're at about 40 minutes right now. Nice. Any more questions? Any more questions? Um, just uh, another comment from John. Let's see. Nice. Individual artists can spend so much time 
making music, it would cost so much per song. Every time I did work for time estimates, I lost money. Mm. But that tells me that John is wants to do it the job properly. So he's not saying time's over. Here's this Whatever is I it. Got. This is it. He's saying yeah. he's saying hey, I do it the way I really want to deliver, and mm. so. That's good on him. I think he lost money, but maybe he's getting another. He's getting and, hired and, again. And, and John, maybe so. next time you're, that process is going to be faster, right, than the first time. Uh, so that's the learning curve. And just apart from that, one more aspect I just want to throw in it would be, uh, um, I think in English it's cost of opportunity, which means if you decide to do one thing, it, it means vice versa, you decide to not do other things, right? If you decide to um, make music that uh, will give you, hopefully make a certain income, it at the same time means you can't spend that time you spend for making music for, don't know, you know, spending, um, learning something else or doing something else. So that's just another person. getting a real job. Uh, a real <laughs> job, right. But then again, getting a real, real job also costs you mental health because you can't uh, live what you really loved or you always lose I think you I always lose right never you're never just you're never just a musician never i'm this is just you of course if you me, want to make a living as a musician <laughs> you have to be able to you have to be to your own promoter and right mm. you got to be you, your there own promoter is this, there is this aspect and And you know, if you turn co this completely over to a manager, then that's also not a good idea. I well, think. you got to find one because you, you got to pay him, right? Well, the internet can help a lot these days. Yep. So de definitely, you're, you're never just a musician, because another aspect of being a musician is figuring out how to make money with it. Right. So we got. So we're at the topic of like it was. It was maybe it was new book. Like you have those different hats. Right, you maybe the songwriter hat. You have the songwriter hat. Then you have the recording guy hat. Then you have the mixing guy hat, the mastering hat, the promoter hat, the manager hat. How many hats do you want to wear? Today, you know, let's just generalize. You, you do your track. You have your piece of art. The good thing is you can go home, sit in your bed, and. DM people and send out. It really was, it, there were There's, worse times for self-promotion. Yeah, well, right? <laughs> yeah. And I told the story a couple times to David when I went to the post office and looked up the numbers of the major labels in the telephone books. Because and, and shipped. Uh, no, no. Ship. no. And that's where another aspect. You're a musician, you have to market yourself, and the third thing, you have to be really good at relationships with other people. Well, people are so, people are different. If you're good, if you're good with people. cats and dogs, that doesn't do it. <laughs> unless <laughs> so unless you make music so for cats, you have to then. There is the point when you're face to face, even if it's a FaceTime to FaceTime. Yeah. True, but it's. I think those make the music, market it, be good with people. And one more thing, uh, it's also a, a question of perspective. Um, so when money, okay, you, so you, you do a job, you get paid, all right, but that's a one-off thing. In the long run, I would always go for 
you got to give the best you can to your client because he or she will come back eventually. But he or she will not come back if you simply fuck it up the very first time. So you better always give a bit more than you actually are paid for because why not? And in the long run, I think it's pay it pays out. Yeah, but... Um, and I think this is such a great framing. I'm, uh, I'm so good at this. Um, oh, you're so good. Let's go back to the very first point we had where where we said you have to be patient about it because if you only think about this in the short term, mm -hmm. you think I'm giving you this product, getting paid this much, and that's it. Yeah. But you also have the long-term implications of I'm actually going to give them more value that I promised so that they might come back in the future they might. or they might not. They might, but they also they might, might, you not. know, tell their neighbors and all of a sudden you got the word to mouth thing and there we go. Yeah, right. but then you have to, I think, look at it in the long term. You because if you only look at that shit in the long term, you think I'm not getting paid right now, so I'm not doing more. Well, but this it. is this is like this is sulking. Then you're not then you're not so not ready for any kind of business. We're going yeah. If you don't get paid now and doing a job, yeah, yeah, then get yeah, a job. Yeah, yeah then <laughs> then just yeah. Good. Thank you. Goodbye. There's also the aspects of um, which it has. It is more difficult now, but there's also the aspect as as a songwriter. Let's take let let's imagine uh, a a songwriter who had a massive worldwide hit record mm -hmm. but only one one hit wonder but pretty one of the biggest massive. songs ever and mm -hmm. you get them all the time mm -hmm. all of the time and let's say this guy or girl wrote what's a good number 321 songs mm -hmm. in their life and the one hit wonder record was number 299 Mm -hmm. <coughs> you better not stop at 298. There's a really interesting graph where some YouTuber, I can't remember which one it was, they showed their graph, mm. uh, that their YouTube stats, and was like flat, 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 and then one huge spike with the viral video. It was also like, what if I stopped two, day, two days earlier? Absolutely. Where it was just like yep. nothing, 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 so nothing. It's so not, mm. it's not a linear thing, but once you got this one extraordinary event in your life things become a little easier because guess what when you just had a hit record and you got the skill to write more hit records it's it's easier There's a demand it's right it's easier to market for you sure. you still need to have some skill dealing with people and stuff but sure of course yeah that's uh, people again yeah they are everywhere yeah. <laughs> weird except people. for our viewers which are awesome thank you so much for watching I think um, that's a very good good way to end the episode of the Mark Mozart podcast, live stream, studio breakfast. Well, thanks, yeah. David, for setting this up yeah. and sure, coming up sure. with the topic and the questions. Thanks for uh, being our host and guiding us, you know, yeah. giving all those questions. A great framework you had there. We should yeah. do this more often. Yeah, you should like consider a career. Maybe I should and do this for money. But how much do I charge for it? Good question. Yeah, um, yeah, right. so, there might be a podcast about this. <laughs> yeah, of uh, course. Come on. So thank you so much for watching. Um, I hope we gave some of our viewers uh, some value. Oh, yeah. Some ideas uh, that they can uh, implement in their own business. Right. If there are any questions, just yeah. drop us a line, please. By the way, just some closing words. Tomorrow is a fun day. We, cle yes. we cleaned up the studio. 
because tomorrow we have... We did not just clean, we overhauled the entire place. Yeah, tomorrow we have some guests here, just some followers from the German page. Right. Because we should find Germany, out. So. We should find out whether like from the US guys come over, please. Just <laughs> let us know. But yeah, sure. Come over. Book a flight. From come over. All over the world. Just come over. <laughs> but it happened to be that we're in Germany. Be careful, so. Toby. What? We might have hundred people outside. No, tomorrow we hang out with, <laughs> with a couple followers from Facebook. Yeah. We cleaned up the place. We bought some non-alcoholic drinks, and it's going to be a fun day tomorrow. Also, we got yeah. snacks. Oh, we got snacks. Yeah. Snacks. Chips. I tried some of them. They're they fine. Yeah. So they're ready to go for also tomorrow. Also, you're our so. official cookie testing unit. Yeah, sure. Very I'll take good. it. Yeah. Fun day. Perfect. <laughs> so That's great it. ending, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching. And uh, I guess uh, we'll see you next time. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe. Just search Mixed search by Mark Mozart podcast on Spotify, Apple Music. Leave five it's, stars. Leave a comment. It's everywhere. It. Cool. You got it. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye.